Thanks for joining us through the Crossbridge Podcast. We hope this message speaks to you wherever you may be on your spiritual journey and helps you take your next step of growth in your relationship with Jesus. For more information about Crossbridge or to speak with one of our ministry team members, please visit crossbridge.church. Welcome to Crossbridge. My name is Kevin, and I'm the lead pastor here, and I'm thankful that we are one church in multiple locations. In fact, um, thankful for you over at Peru, um, for, man, our, our faithful people in Morris, as well as every one of you who are watching online. Um, it, it's amazing to me that uh, we have so many different people in so many different places, but the truth is we come together and we worship, and we have one mission, and that's, that's exciting stuff. Hey, we're on our second week uh, of this series, A Look Under the Hood. And uh, if you missed last week, feel free to go to our website, crossbridge.church, and check out last week. We talked about what it really means to live authentically. And this week, we're looking at the second core value, um, and that is this, expect growth. Here's, here's what I want you to think about. In fact, um, many of you, you, you may have heard this, but um, our lead youth pastor, uh, Pastor Harold Flash, and his wife, Whitney, had a baby uh, about a week and a half ago. His name is Summit Ray Flash. Uh, eight pounds, five ounces, and came out with a southern draw. Um, we are really, really excited for them. Um, I think, you, I think you're, many of you are seeing a picture of him. And uh, here's what's going to happen. They're going to blink. And, and I mean, as Harold, if you're listening, they're going to blink. And, and old Summit, is going to be uh, sneaking out of his bedroom window at like 15 years of age. Let's, let's hope not, but I think he might be. And uh, I think about that, and, you know, it seems like so, like, there's no way. Like, it's not going to happen that fast. But I'm telling you, it happens fast. I think about my own kids. When they showed up at my house, right, we adopted them six years old, eight years old, currently 18 and 16. Uh, I don't even like to talk about it. It makes me sad. Um, but it's gone by like in, in, a, in a blink. And, and I'll tell you this. Uh, we have a picture that hangs in our, in our hallway, and it shows my kids when they were really, really little. And sometimes they look at it and they're like, oh, I don't like that picture, right? And it would be weird, though, today if I told you that at 16 and 18, they look exactly like they did when they were 6 and 8. If they hadn't grown, if their faces hadn't changed, if, it'd be weird, right? We, we expect that our kids are going to grow up, that they're going to change, that their voices are going to change, that, you know, like there was a point where, you know, Gerald started getting hair on his legs, right? Like all those things, they're natural and they're normal and we expect it. Physically, we expect change. The question is, spiritually, do we expect change? And, and I'm just going to say, I think what the Bible tells us about spiritual growth, we should expect it. We should expect that we would be people who grow spiritually. Now, I don't want to sound like an entitled child of God, but I believe it. You can expect it. Expect growth if you're in a growing relationship, a true personal relationship with Jesus. Hey, I was, um, I was on Facebook this last week, and some of you, um, I asked you for help. I, I went away Tuesday and wrote my sermon sitting in a coffee shop. And when I got up that morning, I was sitting on the couch, and I thought, you know, it'd be interesting if I just asked people to help me write my sermon this week. And so I, I popped a question to you, and the question sounded like this. What does it look like in your life when you're growing spiritually? And the follow-up to that was, how do people see on the outside 
the change that is happening on the inside. And I had no idea that people would respond the way they did. And man, I was sitting in that coffee shop and they just kept coming and they kept coming and emails were coming in and everyone was sounding off on this. And I thought, huh, we, like this struck a chord. And, and I thought to myself, it makes sense. Uh, most of us, I think, would say we would like to grow. We would like to see real change in our lives. And so as we share, we kind of get to see how that works, how that happens in each of us. So I wanted to take a moment uh, this weekend, um, this week, and I wanted to share with you just some of the insights that people shared. Um, so from other Crossbridgers, this is what spiritual growth looks like. So I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna read to you several just snippets of these remarks. Here we go. For me, it means when people notice the fruits of the Spirit, like love, joy, and peace. When I connect with Jesus daily, he helps me live those out and pour into the lives of others. There was another one that says this, finding God through Crossbridge has helped me become a much calmer and passionate person towards others. My friends all see the changes and love who I am today. This is kind of interesting. It says, it is something people feel from you when they see you, like a light or a magnet. Spiritual growth in my world has been messy. It has brought me to my knees for ultimate surrender. Daily reminders of I can't, he can, so I think I'll let him. That, that's, like, that's like one I think you could put on the, the mirror, right? The bathroom mirror. This one, this one says this. Others noticed changes in my behavior, increasing kindness, less anger, joy uh, on, our, on our faces, kinder words, and increased service for Jesus' glory. Here's one that says, my life is a journey of figuring it all out. But I have to say, since I started coming to Crossbridge, I'm closer than, I'm, than I've ever been. This one I thought was really good and it made me think. Here's what it says. And it really just gave us an example. It says, joy. I look at life in a positive way. I will not be consumed by negativity. That's hard, isn't it? It goes on to say, patience. I, refra I refrain from placing my agenda before the agenda of others. Faithfulness. I keep my commitments. Self-control, I forego short-term indulgences for long-term benefits. This, this kind of thinking has made me accountable and keeps it real. And then um, here, here's another one. But the biggest part of growing spiritually is that it never stops. I find myself always trying to grow further and further. It's growing in my relationships with family and friends. I let things go and learn from those around me who I feel are further spiritually um, down the road with God uh, than, than I am. And this one, I, I really, um, because also I know the individual that connected with me, but it said, God saved me from alcoholism and people can see the work he's done in me. Because of sobriety, I look better, I move better. I keep my word and I help others. I expected to be healed by God and knew he would. I expected growth through his healing and I have, and know I will continue to grow. One more. I thought I was done. One more. Through my children, uh, when, it, when it, answering the question, where do I see spiritual growth, right? Through my children who consistently model my best and worst moments. Isn't that the truth? I'm reminded to continue working hard on my relationship with Jesus so they continue to work hard on theirs. Man, these were like, I mean, just, just great thoughts 
um, I wanted just to read all of them and just call it a day, right? Like that would be the sermon. Um, but, but all these things got me thinking in the right direction. And it led me to the passage of John chapter 15, verses 1 through 5, that I'm excited to share with you. I, I've shared this passage with you before, um, just because it's one that I think kind of stays within me. Um, but listen to these words. I'm the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You're already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Now listen to verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Let's pray. Father, thank you. And I thank you for, uh, I, can see, um, I can see those folks sitting in, in Peru right now, um, our people who are sitting in Morris, our people who are engaged online. And God, I pray that as we listen, no matter where we listen from, that you're going to find a way through your spirit to connect this truth to us. I pray that we would get a sense that you're speaking like we're the only ones in the room. Help me today to communicate, and I just pray you would attach it to our hearts and give us courage to be obedient to what we hear. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pretty, pretty good passage of scripture. And as we talk about spiritual growth, um, much of it today is going to hinge on the idea of fruit. You know, when I, I think about fruit, it's, it's the idea of um, something that is produced in us, right? That, that God's design is for us that out of our relationship with him, we would produce something. And, and what he makes a reference to in scripture is he calls it fruit. So logical place to start, right? what does he mean by fruit? Like, what is that? What, what, when he says there, that fruit can be produced, I mean, like bananas, oranges, what are we talking about? Like, what is the fruit? Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23, here's what it says. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Now, listen to what kind it is, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. Now, maybe it's your, maybe it's your first time ever like engaging with Crossbridge. Maybe it's one of your first times ever worshiping with us at one of our campuses. In fact, maybe someone drug you in, clawing, scratching through the parking lot, and, and you're here and you would say, uh, hey, I'm here and I'm not sleeping, but I'm also like, I really don't have a lot of interest in Jesus. So when you talk about Kevin growing spiritually, you know, I'm, I'm just not sure that's for me. Not sure I'm really interested. Here, here's what I would say to you. I think you should be. Now, that may feel confrontational, it may feel blunt, but I think you should be. My guess is, whether you have spiritual background or no spiritual background, when those kinds of things are mentioned, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, even something like self-control, that most of us could probably wrap our heads around the fact that we would like to see more of that kind of thing in our lives. In fact, um, 
my guess is this. You, you should try this, right? Go to work um, or go to your neighbors, go to your spouse, go to your kids, ask them what they think. If they would think that it might be a good thing in your life, that they might see more love, more peace, more patience, more kindness, more self-control. My guess is what you would find from those who are close to you, if they're honest, they would say, Whew, yeah, that would be nice. Uh, that would be nice if we saw a little bit more of that in you, right? Those are great things that I think play out in all of our relationships. Here's, here's another thing I think could, is an assumption, but I think is true. When you're looking at your life and you're thinking about this fruit, you either see it, that God is producing it in you and you see that fruit, or there's a lack of it. That sounds like, yeah, that makes sense, right? But, but think about this way. I think, in fact, here's what I did. I was sitting at that coffee shop and I thought, you know, it's one thing like, okay, what does, what does like love really like on a practical thing like look like in my life? What does joy look like, right? Or what does goodness look like? And, and I began to think, so what's the opposite of those things? Because it may be that joy is hard to see, but what about the opposite of joy? Is that hard to see? And, and think about it like on a sliding scale. So let's just, let's just run through this a little bit. As, as I looked at um, antonyms, right, like opposite of fruit, what would that look like? So take love. Antonyms of love would be words like hate or ill will right? So then you can look at your life and you say, hey, do I see more that like, man, I am like hitting it out of the park. Like I'm just loving everyone. Or do I see it more where like, whew, I struggle because I know how I feel about some of the people in my life, right? Joy on one side. On the other, misery, unhappiness. Where do you find yourself on the scale? This is a good one. Peace. What's the opposite of that? Worry. Whew. In my own life, I, I see that. I, sometimes, man, the, the natural stuff that comes out of me hinges a lot more towards worry or being upset in life versus peace. This was a good one. Patience, okay, when you're standing in line at Walmart, right? Patience, opposite, agitation, frustration. Uh, I won't even tell that story. Um, my wife got them the other day because, uh, uh, yeah, I wasn't very... Um, patient, right? Kindness, opposite, selfishness, harshness, goodness, dishonest, meanness, faithfulness, disloyalty, gentleness, hardness, roughness, self-control. Now this one, this one's going to communicate to you. Self-control, self-indulgence, excessiveness. Um, You know, right now, I have an old truck, and sitting in that truck is uh, this bag of gummy raspberries, right? I told you last week I'm really trying to work on my dad, but I'll tell you, those things scream my name. And I know what you, you say, just get rid of them. Mm, I love those things, right? And, and so here's what I'd say, like, right, self-control, or do we have self-indulgence, right? Those things. Now, that can play out in a lot more areas than um, gummy raspberries, but, but let's do this. My hope is, we talked last week about being authentic, about just being honest where you are. Evaluate yourselves. How are you doing when it comes to this Jesus fruit 
right? That the Spirit would produce this Jesus kind of fruit in your life. You know, one of the things I would say about this is uh, all fruit is not equal. And what I mean by that is this. I look, at, I look at that list. Some of those come very natural for me. Some of those are like, they're, they're more easy because of my personality. My guess is for you, you'd say the same thing. Some of those, Kevin, yeah, not too hard. Other of those, like, I just do not produce it, right? Like, it is so hard to find in my life. For me, I would tell you, um, moment of honesty, right? Peace, mm, hard, right, at times. Um, because the opposite of peace, we just said it, is worry, and I struggle with it. I, patience, sometimes is hard for me, and self-control is, is a hard one for me. Sometimes these fruits, I find them like not in my refrigerator, right? Like they're not here. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to pick up that little um, white card. If you're online, feel free to engage with our host. But, but here's what I'd love for you to do. Pick up that, that connect card. I would love to hear from you. What are the one or two fruits that seem absent in your life most of the time? It's something that I think even down the road, it gives me an idea of where we're kind of living here at Crossbridge and what we might need to talk about more. You know, as, I, um, as we continue, think about this. So if, if this fruit, uh, ultimately we want to see it, right? Because it changes our relationships. It, it, it changes how we interact at home. It changes how we interact at work. And, and the truth is we're, we're just much better people when the fruit shows up. So how do we produce it? Some of you may say, well, man, you know, when I get up in the morning, I just tell myself, whew, be more peaceful today. That doesn't work for me. And according to Scripture, I don't think it works either. John John chapter 15, verse 5 says this, I'm the vine, and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Let's just pause a second for there. Here's, Here's what you hear. As you're connected with Jesus, the fruit flows straight from him through you in your life, you know, beautiful thing. But that scripture goes on to say this, apart from me, you can do nothing. It doesn't say something. It doesn't say like small fruit. It doesn't even say like, you know, kind of ugly fruit, but fruit, nothing. This kind of stuff, this fruit that he talks about cannot like take full picture, full like fruition in your life without him. Your only chance of pulling this off, your only chance of being more loving tomorrow than you are today or more peaceful tomorrow than you are today is when you're connected to Jesus and he is producing this stuff in you. I think one of the biggest mistakes we make is that we think we are the producers of this stuff. And the reality is that scripture says we're not that it all comes to, comes down to a relationship with Jesus. That's why at Crossbridge, my heart is this, uh, our mission to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And it's, it's not so at the end of the year, I can say, oh, hey, 100 more, like, you know. And I will say this, it's not just so you make heaven your home. I believe this. I believe if, if you will plug into a growing relationship with Jesus, it will change your life. Not just your eternity, it will change your life. It will change your relationships, has the power to change your marriage. It has the power to change how you engage with your kids and what kind of relationships you have with them. In fact, one of the things I would say if, 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 I'm, um, if 
I'm going to be authentic with you, is this. My kids, we're not going to interview them. Um, no way. <laughs> no, I'm not being that authentic. But if I had them up here, right, and I were to say to them, hey, uh, tell me a little bit about the fruit that comes out of dad. I, I think they would point out some fruit, but I think they could also tell you stories when the fruit has been absent. I'm not proud of that, but it's the truth. And, and one of the things that I think if you cornered my kids, here's what they know. Dad needs Jesus. Without Jesus, I'm, uh, I'm not as pleasant. I'm not as peaceful. I'm not as kind. I'm, uh, I'm definitely um, not as self-controlled. And, and I say all that to say this. Here's what I've learned about my life. As I walk with Jesus, the longer I walk with him, here's what I notice. There's some of those days when I'm not feeling uh, at peace or I'm not feeling patient. I'm feeling frustration, right, agitation. There, there's this little light bulb that goes on for me. When, when I get in those moments and I see the absence of fruit, uh, here, here's what I always think. Oh, I need more Jesus. In fact, typically, when my quiet time with Jesus, um, when I say that, like when I get up in the morning and I'm not spending time with him and I'm rushing into my day, there's a much greater chance that by mid-morning, I'm going to have some interaction with someone where the absence of fruit shows up versus the overwhelming like perception of, whew, do you see the fruit coming off that guy, right? It's usually, whew, there's something else coming off that guy. And all connected, all connected to my relationship with Jesus. When I'm doing well with Jesus, I'm producing fruit. When I'm not doing well with Jesus, there's an absence of fruit. You know, I, I was thinking about, um, I was meeting with an individual just, just this last week. And uh, I've met with him a couple times now, and he's going through a terrible time in his life. And, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. And he, he walks in my office, and he, he begins to share kind of where he's at and the, the hard things he's going through and seeking counsel, seeking advice. And as I listen to him, um, the outside, like when it comes to his outside circumstances, I, I said to him the other day, I said, hey, I, this isn't good, right? And, and we were even talking about the reality of uh, that most likely it's not going to get better. It, it's going to get worse before it gets better. He said it. I agreed with him. Um, you may say, oh, you're a, that's, that's great counseling. I'm never coming to you if that's what you're telling me. I'll be honest with you. His, his is going to get worse before it gets better. But when, but when the conversation was over, I've had multiple conversations with him, and, and the same thing happened the last time we had a conversation. I was so encouraged. Now, I'm not a sick individual that just gets encouraged by people's, like, you know, terrible life situations. But here's what I was encouraged by. As I listened, and everything outside of his life is awful, what I see in his life is fruit. In fact, it almost, like, it comes to the surface in a way, especially in the midst of bad circumstances. When it comes to the surface, I, I think it's so much, it looks like Jesus, it smells like Jesus, it tastes like Jesus, like it is just Jesus. I look at his life and it should be overwhelmed with worry. It should be overwhelmed with anxiety. But as he talks with me, you know what I hear? I hear peace. Peace should never be there. 
Peace would not be, if you just said, let me tell you this story about a guy who's going through this, we would never describe it as, as the kind of situation that would bring about peace. But Jesus is bringing about peace. As I listen to how he's dealing with the situation, how he's dealing with those involved in the situation, patience should, should never be a part of the story. And yet what I'm listening to is he's responding with patience. Love, I think, would be really hard in, in this situation. Self-control would be terribly difficult in his situation. And as he walks through it and as he talks to me, I hear all of those. I hear love, peace, patience, and self-control. I looked at him at the end of our conversation today and I said, man, there's a lot of things you've said today that are really, really hard and, um, and are just not good. But I am so encouraged. And the reason I'm encouraged is because I see Jesus in you. I don't know about you, um, but if, if you looked at my life, uh, when it comes to what's going on on the outside, it can, it can look like this. As, as, as I walk with people throughout Crossbridge, um, I look at their lives and it does this. And, and it, you know, if life's just about this and when we're on the high points, good, you know, fruit comes out. When we're on the low points, uh, rotten fruit comes out. Uh, we're just at the mercy of life. But here's what I would say. Jesus has the potential that no matter what is going on on the outside of your life to produce incredible fruit in you and through you that allows everyone around you to look and say, I have no idea where that's coming from. And it gives us the opportunity to say, I do know where it's coming from. It's coming from one place, my relationship with Jesus. As, um, as you think about this message, I, I hope what you take away is this. <coughs> you can trust God to do what he says he will do. And, and when he says, you know, if, if you will connect with me, I am the vine, you are the branches. Uh, I, in fact, I can produce much fruit through you that you can, you can take him at his word. And you can believe that. He doesn't just want to, listen to this, he doesn't just want to help you get to heaven. He wants to help you live life. He wants to help you with, the, with your relationships. In fact, today is a day in which we're going to celebrate communion. And uh, I think communion is always a place where we're, we can be almost overwhelmed with what Jesus has done for us. We can be overwhelmed with this sacrifice and, and this idea that God would so much want a relationship with us that he would send his son, that his, that his body would be broken and his blood would be poured out. But, but what I would want you to approach the table, um, to approach the communion elements this week with this thought in mind, here's where I want you to be, that we would recognize that what God did for us it was needed. And that we're so grateful, we're so thankful, and, and that we would come to that table and we would say, God, today, like when I think about my relationships and I think about what comes out of me or the lack of what comes out of me, I'm completely dependent upon you. Apart from you, I have the opportunity to produce nothing. But through my relationship with you, I pray that I'll produce something and I pray that it will be a fruit, a fruit that will smell good, taste good, look good to all those around me that won't necessarily point to me, but will point to you. Father, I thank you 
I thank you that uh, as I read about these fruits, these things that truthfully, they're hard, uh, that some days they're very visible and other days it's very much obvious that they're absent. God, I pray that we would be reminded that uh, it's all about you that it is about you producing these kinds of things. And, and I'm so thankful that you made a way for us to have a relationship with you and that you're excited about helping us to be our absolute best, to be able to show things in relationships that we could never show on our own. God, I think about my kids and I think about how important it is that I show the fruit of your spirit. I think about my marriage and I think about how important it is that I show fruits of your spirit. And God, I just pray that you will continue to do a work in each of us, forming us into the people that you've called us to be. I give you thanks today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for the Crossbridge Podcast. The mission of Crossbridge is to lead others into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And we'd love to partner with you on your spiritual journey. So please let us know how we can come alongside you and support you and pray for you by visiting crossbridge.church.